stay. Ah, what a way to start a Friday afternoon, am I right? For some of us. Maybe not for all of us. Don Staley, I'm looking at you. We'll get to Don Staley, the Mrs. Don Staley here in just a second. Welcome into the Sam Avalis Show. Happy Friday to all of you out there. If you can hear the excitement in my voice, well, there's a good reason for it. If you listen to yesterday's show, you understand that opening the show yesterday, I gave you about 15 minutes hyping you up for the women's basketball game that I hope you tuned into last night as the number eight, let's say the previously number eight seeded NC State Wolfpack, elected elected as a rescheduled game to take a shot at the top, take a shot at the number one South Carolina Gamecock, 7 o'clock last night on ESPN2. I hope you tuned in. Because the NC State Wolfpack, yes, they pulled the upset for the ages. Their first win over a number one ranked team since 2007. Just the third time in program history that the NC State women's team has upset a number one ranked team. Wes Moore and them boys hyped up Elissa Cunane yesterday. And she had a solid game. I think she was like 7 for 7 from the field. 9 for 9 from the charity stripe. But how about a shout out to Riverside High School's Kayla Jones, who had a huge night for the Wolfpack last night and helped push them to a 54-46 to victory over South Carolina last night. NC State women's basketball this year is going to be appointment television. Because, look, I'm not even going to sit here in front with you guys and act like and lie to you and say that I watch a lot of women's basketball. But I like to watch really good women's basketball when it comes to the teams in our area that we care about. Or really just teams in general. Good teams in general. I think most of us can probably say that when it was, you know, UNC's had some incredible years. UConn had all those incredible years with Maya Moore. I know those were the teams that really got me into women's basketball back in the, uh, gosh, I was probably in... 10th or 11th grade back then, 2008 through like 2010, somewhere in that area, when Maya Moore was running things with UConn. Then Brittany Griner was there at Baylor. Those were great women's basketball teams that, regardless of if you're one of those people who likes to roll your eyes at women's athletics, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Like I understand the sentiment to not being driven to watching women's sports. I understand that 100%. I'm not one of those people that's going to say, you know, you are not progressive enough or, you know, you're being too chauvinistic to not watch women's sports. I understand. There is an obvious level of athletic display of all inspiring moves that you sometimes don't get in a women's basketball game. You don't get high-flying dunks. You don't get half-court alley-oops. It's a very different game. But when it's played at the highest level and it's played by some of the best teams, man, is it fun to watch. And that basketball game last night was fun to watch. Let's go, Wolfpack. Got the upset win. NC State's going to be a really fun team to watch this year. Um, I want to take you into a live look. There's a head coach. Head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks is a, uh, a former basketball player by the name of Dawn Staley. I think she's been coaching there uh, for quite some time. But I want to... I want to 
Let's do this now. Actually, I think we're fortunate enough to get her on the phone lines today. Let's bring on Dawn Staley. Dawn Staley, thank you for joining us, head coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks women's basketball team. Dawn, what did you think about the game last night? Oh, Dawn, you sound a little upset here. Uh, can you can you go on to explain a little bit more what you were thinking? Let me just tell you, let me read to you some of the quotes from Don Staley. Actually, really just one. Uh, one quote from Don Staley, the head coach of the Gamecocks, following the game last night. Okay, the number one team in the country. She says after the game, the only thing she said about NC State, the only thing she said about NC State, because she spent the whole entire time talking bad about her team and saying that they played selfish basketball, la da 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 I'm not, look, I understand it's a little bit PC and it's a little bit coach speak, but when when the opposing team of the team you support doesn't give your team any of the respect after a game, like take Duke Carolina, for example. If Duke beats Carolina, Roy Williams is going to be complimentary of Duke and Coach K. If Carolina beats Duke, Coach K is going to be complimentary of Carolina and Duke. Do you know the only thing that Don Staley had to say about the NC State women's team last night? She said, and I quote, NC State won the battle of bad basketball. That is what she had to say last night, and I hope the rest of you are just like me, where all you heard was just, Wah. <laughs> Poor Don Staley. Uh, but shout out to Westmore and the NC State women's basketball team. Really put on a hell of a performance last night. A, a huge win for the Wolfpack. Should easily catapult them into the top five. NC State going to be a really fun team to follow this year. Uh, we've got a really, really fun show today. All brand new content. That's the way we do it on this show. Friday afternoon coming up. Actually, he's going to be here the rest of the afternoon. Von Casey going to be back in studio with me today. Commercial-free show today. If if there is a commercial, I promise you there may be like 90 seconds of commercials over the next two hours. That might be all you get. Um, but looking at the clock already, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit this in. Next segment, up until about 5 o'clock, we're going to be talking NFL. Vaughn's going to be in here. We're going to talk NFL, get you set for the weekend. Lots of NFL stuff. Lots of, uh, you know, we don't really do like boring generic analysis here. We're going to have a little bit of fun with it. So that's going to be coming up next. But in the 5 o'clock hour, I'm very excited. We're going to debut two new games. Two new games here this afternoon on the Sam Avila Show. Right at 5 o'clock. Very excited for this. We're playing a new game called Who Dat Is. Who Dat Is. That is the name of the game. That's going to be a blast, I promise you. And then after that, we're going to follow that up with as the college bowl season is quickly sneaking up on us. We're going to play a new game that is called Bowl Game or Nah. So who that is and bowl game or not coming up a little bit later this afternoon. NFL talk coming up next. Going to be a hell of an afternoon here celebrating the Big Wolfpack win last night. You are listening to the Sam Avalis Show right here on 252 ESPN Radio. This is the Sam Avalis Show. Friday afternoon rolling along. Stick around because coming up a little bit later today, we're going to play two different games. Bowl game or nah, you'll learn more about that later. Bowl game or nah, and then this other game, I'm I'm still working out a name in my head. Okay. I think I want to call it Who That Is. 
Who that is? Who All that right. is? Okay. <laughs> okay, we can go, we can work with that. So bowl game or nah, and who that is? <laughs> Coming up a little bit later here on the Sam Avila show. Flaming lips, flaming lips playing in the background here. Von Casey joining me, learning more and more about him. Really, honestly, one of the more eclectic musical tastes <laughs> of of anybody that I know. Just all over the place. All over the place. It's a good thing. It's a good yeah, thing. I think so. You uh you have turned me back on to music that I have like long forgotten. Yeah. It's That's good. a good thing. People go listen to some music, man. Chill out for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't chill out for a bit. Keep it tuned right here to two five two ESPN radio. I mean, obviously don't go on your phone and turn on music right now while you're driving. That's that's our right. It's us. Stay away from the aux button. Yeah. Stay away from the Bluetooth button. Just the little button that says FM. Just click that. Thank you. Keep it locked in right here, one oh seven point five. And you can hear sports all the time. Speaking of which, I mentioned Vaughn Casey here hanging out with me. This afternoon, bowl game or nah, coming up a little bit later, and who that is coming up. That's really it's going to be my new favorite game. Who that is? <laughs> I can already just tell. I was excited. Now that I have named it, who that is? I'm even more excited. Okay, I got to see if I can find a sound drop for it. I'm gonna see if I can do that in one of the breaks. But you were telling me that yesterday you didn't really have a whole lot of interest in watching that Ravens Steelers game, or if you tuned into a little bit of it, it, seemed like it was a boring game. I didn't really watch it or pay attention either. But you said you went on Twitter and you, you stumbled across some uh, some scenarios or some hypotheticals that you thought were pretty funny. Okay, so... And by the way, was, if there sounds like somebody's like falling through the roof, it's because somebody's working on our roof today. Yeah. So apologies if you hear hammers <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so, on Twitter, I saw a bunch of... And I'll, I'll say this as a person who's on a team... Who's, team is currently losing a bunch of jealousy of, <laughs> yes. of the Steelers. Right. That's what it was. Bitter it was fans. It was very bitter fans of very bad teams, which is fine. We were talking about the Steelers being an 11-0 team. What was trending was worst 11-0 team ever. So this made me think, could there be a hypothetical scenario where the worst 11-0 team could lose to the best 0-11 team ever. All right. Let's see if I can't find a list. Um, I have a CBS Sports article that lists... Hmm. The best. I have, I have all 11-0 and 0 NFL teams in history. Okay. okay. So so let me see if I can't find 0-11. 0-11. and, 11. 0 and 11. This is a segment that we like to call Googling. Googling. 0-11 NFL teams history. So is there an 0-11 team in history that could take that could on beat an undefeated team? So so you're under the impression that this Steelers team is overrated. You're not buying the 11-0? Because I know that at the beginning of the season when mm-hmm. we did our ridiculous 264 games in two days and we picked every single NFL game, I think we had the Steelers starting off the year Either seven and zero or nine and zero, and the so first like that. loss that they had was actually the first meeting against the Ravens. That's what we had prognosticated. Mm-hmm. But since then, obviously, it's gotten a little bit better. I think the Steelers team is legit now. If it legit to a point, that's what I think. Because if I put them against Kansas City, yeah, um, on the right day, if I put them against Tampa, if I put them against Seattle. They're not huge favorites. I honestly think they're getting schedules a little bit weak this year. I'll have to pull it up to see who they've specifically beaten. But 
Baltimore was supposed to be the huge threat to them, and Baltimore has not been what we expected Baltimore to be this year. Yes, also it was Baltimore RG three. Yeah, yeah, so. true. Good point. Yeah, not even not even at all the same. Not thing even yesterday. <laughs> same team, and that's the thing about this team. Uh, so before we get into really trying to dissect the silliness of this scenario, this this Steelers team looks like a good football team. Mm-hmm. That can play like a great football team, but sometimes plays like a eh, pretty balanced. A couple good wide receivers. Yes, Juju has probably been the third best wide receiver this year. Deontay Johnson Mm -hmm. over the last three or four weeks has emerged as the number one. Chase Claypool has been a sensation Mm -hmm. as a rookie. James Conner wasn't on the field yesterday. Benny Snell played fine. Big Ben's same old Big Ben Mm -hmm. defense is above average i think tj watt or Derek watt or whichever one of the watt brothers they have there i think it's tj <laughs> have TJ. uh i think he is graded out per pro football focus as the best edge rusher in football all season to give this a little bit of context here are the names i want you to count in your head how many teams you think you would qualify as maybe not impressive but solid wins mm-hmm. these are all of the wins for the steelers this year okay giants broncos Texans, Eagles, Browns, Titans, Ravens, Cowboys, Bengals, Jaguars, Ravens again. Yeah, I only got three. <laughs> the, the solid wins, I think I have three. Browns. Browns. They beat them 38-7. to That's a convincing win. Titans, they beat them by three. Yes. Let me see if I can guess your other one. I don't. I can't find the third. I mean, are you going to give your Cowboys some credit? No. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I was going to say the Texans. That's Texans. A, yeah, it's a good win. Yeah, over, that is. It was a seven point win. Yeah, yeah. It's a good win over a, a team that record, is lacking. Record says they're not good, but but they're they're a solid team. The yeah. Texans. Yeah. Other than that, you beat up on the worst division in football at the NFC least, right? The, yeah, <laughs> and you're eleven and zero. Doesn't mean that I think that this team is uh, being. I don't think there's no. You play who's in front of you. That's right. That's, that's all you can do. That's right. all. Right. They didn't make their schedule to adjust to anything or anything like that. They're beating who's in front of them, and that's all they're required to do. Mm-hmm. I just think that they would struggle with a team that doesn't have a problem scoring, and Kansas City is still out there lurking. As the type of Thanos, one snap and your perfect record's gone. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, and like you said, Seattle's still out there. I don't think they would really want to catch the bo- the Bills on the wrong day. I don't, like, there's a couple of those teams that I actually think would shock this team. So let me, let me lay this out for you instead, okay? You mentioned the Bills. These are the upcoming games. Four games remaining. No, excuse me, five games remaining, including Week 17, mm-hmm. which that's always a little interesting when you're going for an undefeated season. If you, you know, teams oftentimes rest starters, important players in that last week. Washington football team, this will be, I think this is next Tuesday. No, excuse me. Why is that game listed at 5 o'clock? 12 7? Is there Saturday football this week? What's today's date? I don't know. They, they Monday. Kind of, okay. So, oh, that's right. They've got the Monday 5 o'clock Okay, game. okay, okay. Washington versus Steelers. We'll actually have that coverage for you right here on 252 ESPN Radio. So I just realized I might not have a show to do on Monday. 
That's wow. nice. Look at you. Three-day weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got Washington. Uh, they have the Bills in two weeks in mm-hmm. Buffalo. That'll be a Sunday night game. That'll be a big one. The Bengals, um, who are without Joe Burrow now, completely different team. The yes. Colts and the Browns. So of their five remaining games, I think you have three legitimate opponents in the Bills, the Colts, and the Browns. Mm-hmm. And Washington's no slouch. What? Washington's First place, not, Washington. not, a, not a walk in the park. No. Uh, they can very quickly turn things around on you. They have a great edge rush on, on that team. And if you only beat the Broncos by a touchdown, I mean, <laughs> I could see you getting upset by the football team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't count any anything over there before before it hatches. So, there's, yeah, there's definitely some, some possibilities for the Steelers to – in the nicest way I can say this, be exposed a little bit. So yeah. so here, to your point, to your question, teams that have started 11-0 and versus teams that have started 0-11. Okay. Who could win? I'll, I'll run through this list real quick. There have been a grand total of 12 teams that have now started 11-0 and in the Super Bowl era. Okay. The Steelers team, the 2015 Panthers, 2011 Packers, 2009 Saints, 2009 Colts. Um, that was the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Colts, Saints, and the Saints ended up winning that. 2007 Patriots, 98 Broncos, and then we get back well before you and I's time. 91 Washington, 85 Bears. So, I mean, yeah. legendary team. 84 Dolphins, another legendary, legendary team. Yeah. 75 Vikings, 72 Dolphins, 69 Rams. Those are your teams that are 11 and 0. Let's stick to the more modern era here. Mm-hmm. Let's start like 07 Patriots onwards because guys, if you're not familiar, uh there's not two 50-year-olds doing this show. Yeah, and the, I mean I, I I can't break down 84 Dolphins for you. I could go over to the 72 Dolphins Stanley. We could do it. But, but look here. Yeah. Why would you want that? <laughs> this okay, so of those teams, they were this Steelers team could not keep up offensively. And that defense could not keep up with the 07 Pats. No. I don't think they could do it with the Colts or the Saints. The 09 Colts or Saints. I don't. Maybe the 2011 Packers. That was. Maybe. Donald Driver. I think a young Randall Cobb. Yeah, but they didn't win that game. I don't think they. I think that Aaron Rodgers that year was special. Yeah. I remember that year. And then 2015 (laughs) Panthers. Good defense. Yeah. MVP Cam Newton run all, all over the field. That's the thing about the Steelers team. You can't look at any one player. It's it's a positive and a negative at the same time. Yeah. Really solid contributions all over the place. No one really stands out as this is the heart and the soul and the driving force and the superstar. They get a little bit from everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing when you have a football. But in this, just in – when, in this context, if we're talking about some of the greatest teams that have ever played, you're not keeping up with any of those teams. No. Who who in, on the in the world wants to go against that like Randy Moss with the Pats? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> willingly, you're not doing that. So yeah, this Steelers team might grade out in the modern era as one of the lesser eleven and O teams. I could maybe the people on Twitter had a little bit of a point, but. Just to take it to the point of insanity, let's see those 0-11 teams. <laughs> so there have been uh, 15 teams since 1970. Okay. So I guess since the Super Bowl era again. No, that's a little later in the Super Bowl era. 
15 teams since 1970. This is from usatoday.com that have started 2000 or started 0 and 11, excuse me. This year's New York Jets. They're not being the Steelers. <laughs> They're not being the Last year's Cincinnati Bengals. Huh. Healthy AJ Green? You could maybe <laughs> twist my arm and and I could see them beating them. Andy Dalton, Andy Green, or not Andy Green. AJ Green missed almost all of last year. Mm-hmm. But Joe Mixon was solid. We're talking about a seven point game. Yeah, that's not a blowout. We're talking like because in as crazy as that sounds, look at the Broncos. Yeah. Are the Broncos substantially better than the Bengals were last year? No. Not really. No. And it was a pretty squeaker there in Denver for for the Steelers. So last could, year's last year's Bengals could give this Steelers team a run for their money, despite the fact that they went zero for eleven. Okay, this isn't this is an interesting conversation. I'm kind of enjoying this. So the Bengals played this year against the Steelers once already. Mm-hmm. So this was the last game Joe Burrow played a full game, thirty six to ten was the final score. So it wasn't quite close, but... But we're talking about last year's team, and we're talking about experience, a, a motivated and healthy A.J. Green. Yeah. And this sounds crazy. I can't believe I would ever say this. If you could give me Marvin Lewis with last year's <laughs> Bengals team instead of rookie head coach Zach Taylor, yeah, then I'm... I, stupidly, I never would have thought in a million years, give me Marvin Lewis, I think they got a chance in that game. But... You, Give me Marvin Lewis. I think they got a chance in that game. <laughs> I, I do not think that the Bengals, and this is as I'm watching it right now as a Cowboys fan, yeah. Andy Dalton does not have it in him to beat the Steelers team. But is it a close game up until exactly. the end? Probably. Four right. minutes and 35 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Andy Dalton throws a se- his second pick and the game's over. Okay. Right. But it was close there. Yeah. It was close there for a minute. If we were doing like Vegas lines and this year's Jets team – which is 0-11, versus this year's Steelers team, you set that line at 14 and a half. I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah. You set that line at like 7 against last year's Bengals team, I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals plus the points. I think they can keep it within a touchdown, and you, know, you never know. You might shock them. All right, so uh, 2017 Cleveland Browns. No. 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 They were dreadful. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was a really, yeesh. really bad year. <laughs> Was that uh that was the Freddie Kitchens year? That was yeah, the Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, because uh, Hugh Jackson had gotten fired the year before because they started like two five and one or mm-hmm. something like that. What a Freddie what, Kitchens. What a time in football. Uh so speaking of Hugh Jackson, the two thousand Cleveland Browns, who finished one and fifteen, and Hugh Jackson kept his job. And that's two number one picks that they probably got right back to back and <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah, yep. go ahead. Uh two thousand and eleven Indianapolis Colts. So this was when Peyton Manning, I think, was out for the injured season. Yeah. Because uh, 2012 was when they got luck. Yes. So, yeah. So who was the quarterback back then? Was oh, it – um, um, oh, my gosh. Was Charlie Whitehurst there? Let's see. 2011 Colts. Was Marvin Harrison still even in the league? Was this like Joseph Adai? Was it still Joseph Adai I'm in 2011? To, I've got the uh, – It can't be. That, that – <laughs> Oh no 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 no! It's so much worse. Oh, I they wish they had Charlie Whitehurst on this team. Who was it? This was eight games started by Curtis Painter. Oh, and uh, five games started by Dan Orlovsky. 
Oh. Great analyst, not a great quarterback. Yeah. And then, believe it or not, three games started by Kerry Collins, who was 39 years old. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. Who had the most touchdowns? All season long, between the three men, they had a combined 14 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. So they went Jameis. They had Jameis year. They had Jameis Winston year. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. except, gotcha. you know, if you could cut Jameis's stats in half. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> he goes 30-30. 30-30. They go 14-14. Yeah. Um, Donald Brown and Joseph Adai were the lead backs. Wow. Joseph Adai was still playing in 2011. Yeah, Donald Brown, old UConn player. Wow. Throwback. Man. How about that? So, no, that team would not beat this Steelers no. team. Right? So, as of right now, the only 0-11 team in history that we think could hang with this year's Steelers team is – the Bengals, the Bengals from last year. Yeah. The 2008 Detroit Lions. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's back when Matt Millen was still the general manager. Yes. and Oh, gosh. I want to know this. who was on this team. Was that was that even pre-Stafford? 2008? Might have or been was a that year. Like, was he hurt that year? Might have been the year before they got Stafford. Was Stafford oh, oh, Was this oh, like nine? a junk hitting a year? All right. You're bringing up names Man, now. John, John Kitten. Orlovsky might actually have been on that team, too, Probably. believe it or not. Dan Orlovsky started seven games that season. <laughs> Dan Boom. Orlovsky. And John Kitna. Oh and how about this? God. Dante Culpepper started five games. In what year? This was He was 31. This was 2008. Dante Culpepper. Wow. To put in perspective, um, again... Comparing this to the Colts years, those quarterbacks went 14 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Orlovsky, Kitna, and Culpepper. And uh, shout out to Drew Stanton, who threw a touchdown that year. 18 touchdowns, 19 interceptions. I said they were a little bit worse. I feel like that was some, some of Stanton's fault. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith and Rudy Johnson. Were the leading rushers that wow. for that team? Yeah, no, that team's getting smoked. That by team's getting team. smoked. All right, yeah, wow, this is uh, this is fun just to go down memory lane of all these old terrible teams. Oh, the two thousand and seven Miami Dolphins under. Cam- do you even remember that team? I do. I, I barely do. It's just. I don't know. It's just. It's just one of the things with this Steelers thing. I'm, t- I'm putting it in perspective of this Steelers team. The Steelers team's beating the hell out of everybody except for last year's. Bengals. Except for last year's Bengals. If you give me Marvin Lewis instead of saying, <laughs> I, I am opining for Marvin Lewis Marvin to Lewis. return <laughs> for this hypothetical game. Oh, um, yeah, this is a loss. Well, for for this Dolphins, you're damn right. Cleo Lemon, Trent Green, and John Beck. Those were the three different John Beck. That's not the John Beck who played at NC State, is it? No, okay, different John Beck because NC State had a John Beck who was yeah. ter- no, it was Harrison Beck. Never mind. He was awful. Also awful. <laughs> Their touchdown to interception ratio that season, twelve to sixteen. Wow. Uh they finished one and fifteen. Mm. Uh shout out Ronnie Brown and Jesse Chapman, who are on those teams. Wow. All right, let's uh let's speed this up. Yeah. Detroit Lions, Marty Morningwig, two thousand and one Lions, they went 0 for eleven. Detroit Lions aren't beating anybody. There's no. Uh, uh, the 2000 San Diego Superchargers, as the Ryan Leaf era was winding down. Now you know what, as as much as I would love for Ryan Leaf to actually get a win over Ben Roethlisberger, because I think it would be the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Uh, shout out to the Chargers 2000 coach Mike Riley, who went one and 15 and retained his job for the next season. Nice. 
86 Colts to 84 Bills. I don't care about any of these yeah, teams. Too no. old. Saints, Tampa Bay. Okay, so we found our answer. The only team in history that, that started 0-11 that could beat this year's Steelers team. Which, uh, what are they? Are they 12-0 and now? Have they had their bye week? They're 11-0. 11-0. They're 11-0. Uh, the only, yeah, 11-0. The only 0-11 team in history that could beat this 11-0 team. Because I think you're right. I think this is... The worst 11 and 0 team in the modern era, at least, yeah. You know, as as bad as an 11 and 0 team can be, yeah. It is the NFL, and, and as good as an 0 and 11 team could be, <laughs> last year's Bengals, yeah. Shout out Andy Dalton and AJ Green. That's yeah. uh, that sounds about right. I mean, we always had so much hope for that tandem that they were going to end up doing something, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, Bengal Nation. Yep. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Was that, is that who day? Is that their thing? I hope they, not. they completely they ripped off the Saints. That's yeah, because Saints is who dat, and I'm pretty sure the Bengals is who day. You're like the Bengals. B-E-Y. You're named after like who a ferocious like predator. No, that's why they. That's that? why they have that slogan is because that's what everybody asks. It's like I'm a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, and the response is always who day. Who day. <laughs> Speaking of which, who dat is coming up a little bit later on the show. <laughs> You're, you're listening to the Sam Avila Show right here on 252 ESPN Radio. Von Casey hanging out with me this afternoon. Von, let's do a look ahead at the upcoming week in the NFL. So we've got a couple of bye weeks this week. Uh, the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. will be on bye after – I wasn't mad at them because I'm at the point in the season where I don't mind if the Panthers lose. Mm-hmm. But they were all over the Vikings last week. And they ended up choking that one away. But the Panthers on by this week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers on by this week as well. So let's do it like we normally do it. I'm going to give you a game. You let me know if you want to keep it rolling or if you want to pump the brakes. Saints versus Falcons. The 9-2 and Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons coming up this weekend. This is in Atlanta. New Orleans is a three-point favorite because Drew Brees is still not going to be on the field. We get to continue the Taysom Hill experience. Yeah. Only reason I want to stop a little bit here, let's call this like a stop sign, uh, is because Taysom Hill has the ugliest throwing motion I've ever seen. <laughs> Outside of Tim Tebow, it's one of the worst throwing yeah. motions I've ever seen. Why Why is Taysom Hill in there and not Jameis Winston? Because every time I look up there, I mean, dude, I think those two quarterbacks, I need to look up the stats. Who did the Saints play last week? I want to say the two quarterbacks combined for like 90. Oh, yeah, they played the Broncos. Yeah. So the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. They started, shout out uh, Kendall Hinton, former Wake Forest quarterback, and then yeah. they transitioned him to wide receiver. It's not good when in college you make the transition from quarterback to wide receiver, mm-hmm. and then in the pros you have to transition back yeah. from wide receiver. <laughs> um, but uh, Wait, no, I've got the wrong game here. I need to look this game up because Jameis Winston, who you know my love for Jameis Winston, 5,000-yard yes. passer a year ago. In last week's game, the quarterbacks on both sides of the ball combined for a grand total of 91 yards. There were 91 passing yards in that game last week. Taysom Hill still expected to be the starter. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what they're – I mean, maybe they – I don't. I really don't know. What's the point of having a backup quarterback – if you're going to give your tight end the chance to throw, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> to throw the ball, it's like they're just following the money. It's like, well, we're paying Taysom Hill fourteen million dollars. We don't really know why either, but we got to get some kind of return Let's on investment. Let's see what we here. got. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> 
Sure. I'm hoping this is the week that we see some Jameis Winston. Let's keep it rolling here. Lions versus Bears, one o'clock. Four and seven versus five and six in an NFC North. That is none too close. Uh, the Vikings are actually in second place, so this is a battle for the basement. Bears versus Lions. Nobody sniffing a wild card. Nobody sniffing the Packers. No, you remember when the Bears were five and one, and people were ready to lose their mind. <laughs> <laughs> I love sports radio. <laughs> uh, Matt Patricia finally got fired, though. Yes, shout out. We didn't ever get to talk about that. Uh, bye, you terrible football coach and you terrible person loser. I'm curious. Yeah, no. The reason I see I. I don't know Matt Patricia as a person, but the reason I have never liked Matt Patricia is he is a liar because he holds a laminated play sheet in front of him, and he has a lead pencil behind his ear. <laughs> and let me tell you, lead pencils don't write on laminate. They don't. He's a liar. Yeah. It is a useless prop of a pencil. <laughs> and if your team, if you're coaching the Detroit Lions, you're not writing anything down. I know you're not. It doesn't it, – anybody could coach the Detroit Lions. Anybody could do what Matt Patricia did. Right. Anybody could coach to that record. <laughs> uh, Darren Bevel has taken over as the interim coach, but the Vegas odds right now for the next coach of the Detroit Lions, Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator, okay. is plus 575 uh, defensive coordinator in San Fran. Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator there in Kansas City, plus 590. Lincoln Riley, uh, Jim Harbaugh. And then uh, Darren Bevel, Brian Dayball, I don't know who that is. Byron Leftwich getting some love. And Florida's Dan Mullen. That chance on that one. Harbaugh, really? Yeah, Harbaugh. People are watching That's Michigan. Like, and like, like, it's like, like, right, exactly. It's like you want him to go from the Michigan Wolverines where he sucks butt to the Detroit Lions where a franchise that historically sucks butt, you want him to suck butt with the butt suckers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. Oh, gosh. I kind of do, too. I feel bad for Matt Stafford. Free Matt Stafford. Give this man uh, somewhere else to go. Somewhere, anywhere else. So he could have a career resurgence <laughs> like uh, like poor Philip Rivers is having. Interesting game here at 1 o'clock also. Uh, in Tennessee, the Titans will be hosting the Cleveland Browns. This is going to be a fascinating matchup. Five and a half point line in favor of Detroit. I saw a headline. I can't remember where it was from. It was either uh, Washington Post or... Somebody, somebody else who was writing about the Browns, and they said, okay, time to stop laughing. The Browns are actually serious. And I was like, yeah. what a terrible way to put the fact that the, the Browns have a good football team this I year. I like that. Oh, gosh. I like that. Yeah, so the Browns, this could be an interesting matchup. I don't know how the Browns' defense plans to stop Derrick Henry, but I think it'll be fun. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Because I'd... I am a Ryan Tannehill supporter. I am too. In the sense of, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is a great quarterback, but if Ryan Tannehill was my quarterback, I would be okay with it. Yeah. I put him smack dab in the middle. If you had to say, here's all 32 NFL quarterbacks, rank them. Well, maybe not smack dab in the middle. Probably like 13 or 14. Yeah. I am so upset that Marcus Mariota didn't work out because I wish for this Titans team that he had, and there was this young gunslinger of a quarterback who was there to throw to Corey Davis and A.J. Brown yes. because those two dudes are legit. Yes, Tannehill has done a really good job with both of them. Um, his, he's already over 2,500 yards on the season, 23 touchdowns. But if they had a quarterback who was 25% better, mm-hmm. then the Titans would really scare me. Yeah, and the thing is, I think a, a younger Ryan Tannehill – 
could have been that player mm-hmm. in, in a different part part of his career. Marcus would have obviously torn up if he would have had this team. It's just unfortunate <laughs> when you see people just don't actually get it to line up right, right where it would have worked out. But, yeah, Tannehill, to me, always showed promise when he was with the Dolphins because their receiving core up until recently wasn't that great. But consistently, Ryan Tannehill's numbers would be, like you said, uh, 10th or 13th in the mm-hmm. league. And I was like, well, that's pretty impressive when you're throwing to nobody and waiting for Fitz Magic to come back and take your job if you get hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. I've got to find uh, I've got to find this old tweet from last weekend. So I think the Browns are coming off of a loss, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check that. But I've told you before about <laughs> the Baker Mayfield cycle. Yes. Where it's like play really good talk crap to the haters Mm -hmm. go out and lose you know challenge the haters Mm -hmm. it's just an an endless cycle where it's back and forth back and forth so okay maybe this was maybe i'm mistaken i gotta find a tweet that baker mayfield had recently and it was just a perfect embodiment of the baker mayfield cycle let me see if i can find this who do you like in this game titans versus browns I'm going to go with the Titans only because I can't bring myself to trust that the Browns are actually good. <laughs> I just I've they've been I've been classically conditioned to never trust my gut when it comes to the Browns. Right. Seems like seems like an opportunity for them to lose. They have now won three straight games. Interestingly enough, mm-hmm. uh, Baker Mayfield after the win last weekend in a two point win over Mike Glennon, a Mike Glennon led Jacksonville Jaguars. Baker Mayfield <laughs> tweets out. I know I can be better, and I will be. I push myself. Job isn't finished. A lot of ball left. We're 8-3. and three. We're not satisfied. That's what this team is about. His kids. Are just gonna, annoying. Baker Mayfield's annoying. His kids are going to be intense. You know that kid <laughs> that you, you just – when you're on the playground and you see the other kids, don't go play, yeah. don't go play with that kid. That's going to be Baker Mayfield's kid. Though. I feel like Baker Mayfield is a guy, if, if he's on your team, you're stoked. Because you, you yeah. like that attitude for your quarterback, but if you're everybody else, you're just like, okay, douchebag, shut up. Son, go hurt him. <laughs> it's like, calm down. The man. Saints would have put a bounty out on him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think you're exactly right. <laughs> Bengals versus Dolphins coming up this week. Uh, Brian Flores came out and said that we may be waiting all the way up until Sunday to get a decision as to who's going to be the starting quarterback this week. Tua was pulled from the game two weeks ago. Fitzmagic got the start last week. We were robbed of Joe Burrow versus Tua. Are you interested in this game? I am, only because of the fact that I think that it reminds me of the situation that your Eagles are going through, where you just can't pull... You can't pull your quarterback randomly and bring in somebody else and then expect them <laughs> to to still have confidence that you know in themselves that they're gonna that they're gonna uh, that they can believe in their abilities on the field right. when they just saw somebody <laughs> else take their job. So I'm I'm interested. I want to see how Tua responds if mm-hmm. Tua actually gets a start. I think the most intriguing thing because I, I think the Dolphins are still solid. Uh, I don't know that they're going to catch the Bills. In that division, the Bills, I think, are going to kind of come away with a stranglehold on that thing. Mm-hmm. But the Dolphins are putting themselves, at least in the discussion, in the wild card race in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So they are, they're only one game back of the Bills, but I think we all kind of agree the Bills are a better team. But the Dolphins have seven wins. Other teams in the wild card hunt that would have at least seven wins, the Cleveland Browns, the Indianapolis Colts. 
That's it yeah. in the AFC. So there's right now there's three teams vying for that second wild card spot, yeah. or or both of them, and the the uh, Dolphins are right in the mix. So a big game for them this weekend. Jaguars. Ver- uh, let me say this about the Bengals real quick. Ryan Finley played at NC State a couple years ago. Was there for three years. Was drafted by the Bengals. Came in for Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow was injured. He was so bad that they pulled Brandon Allen off the practice squad and had him start. Like, shout out Ryan Finley. Bro, you got to keep up the reputation for QBU. Like, Jacoby Myers is a wide receiver now for the Patriots, and he has a touchdown pass this year. Ryan Finley, you are a quarterback, dude. Beat out the practice squad guy. (laughs) It's just, when you have a contract, can you imagine being an NFL player? You worked your entire life to get there, and they were like, hmm. Let's go call that guy we weren't paying that to just get hit. Yeah. <laughs> Running scout team yeah, reps. Let's, let's go get him. I think he could uh, he could improve this. <laughs> uh, Jaguars versus Vikings in Minnesota. Minnesota's a 10-point favorite. Got their fifth win over the Panthers last week. Jags are 1-10 and 10 this year. Mike Glennon, I think, expected to start again. 235 yards, two touchdowns, no picks last week against... The Cleveland Browns. He can do it every week for the rest of his life. It won't make a difference for this Jaguars team. <laughs> I think they got a chance against this Vikings team. Though, I think man. they do. I, we, I mean, the Cowboys beat the Vikings, so yeah. anything's possible. <laughs> but it's the Jaguars are in a spiral right now. And if Mike Glennon throwing two touchdowns is what you know, what you're. What you whistled in. Go ahead. <laughs> I just hope there's a Jag fan somewhere who's like, yeah, Mike Glennon, he showed us a lot. Like, you know, maybe we could move on from Minshew and just roll forward with Mike Glennon. There is. Oh. NC there, State did it. They moved on from Russell one. Wilson in honor of Mike Glennon. <laughs> uh, let's see. Gosh, let's let's blow through these next three games. Raiders, Jets. Do you care? No. Okay. Colts, Texans. <laughs> uh Fascinating, only because I think this would have been a game that I would have picked the Texans to win if mm-hmm. the Texans had not made the worst decision since the Herschel Walker trade. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Will Fuller also going to be suspended six games. So I think he went for like two hundred yards last week mm-hmm. in fantasy, or in uh, like or over like forty points in fantasy football on that Thursday night or Thursday afternoon game on Thanksgiving. He suspended six games for. Roids. Yes. So that's going to hurt Deshaun Watson a little bit. I just don't believe in the Colts, but every time they keep winning, I just keep going back to Frank Reich is an incredible coach. Frank Reich is the reason the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl a few years ago. Frank Reich should have been the head coach, and we should have let Doug Peterson go. Everyone wants to say, should have kept Nick Foles. Should have let Carson Wentz go. Should have gotten rid of Doug Peterson. Should have kept the mastermind behind that offense yeah. and Frank Wright. Frank Wright's a hell of a coach. Looks like Steven Spielberg, too. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does a lot. And, yeah, you're 100% right. And Phillip Rivers is having a bit of a career renaissance. We thought this was going to be the year of the complete Brady renaissance. Mm-hmm. But Rivers looks really good. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see. Let's get into the 4 o'clock games. We've got four 4 o'clock games this week. Starts with a big one in the NFC West. Second and third place teams, we've got the Rams heading to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. This Cardinals team, we've been all over them. All over them. They are dangerous. Lost two in a row, but lost to the Seahawks, lost to the Patriots. But you look ahead, Rams, Giants, Eagles, 49ers. Rams again. Uh, So six games left. No, five games left for them. 
Four and one is very easily attainable. Split with the Rams, I think they can beat the mess out of the Giants, the Eagles, and the Niners. Yeah, and when it comes down to it, right before uh, Hopkins caught that amazing pass that I was upset that I didn't get to come into the radio and talk about, I said if you have the best player on the field on your team, Mm -hmm. you always have a chance. You always have a chance. And there aren't many players on the field better than Hopkins. So You talk about career renaissance. Jared Goff, I know it's early, having mm-hmm. a little bit of that this season. Yeah. He's he's played a lot better, playing more like the Jared Goff we saw two, three years ago, whenever it was they made a run to the Super Bowl. I saw this stat that I thought was interesting about Kyler Murray. I'm curious because well, – I'm curious what you think because good players and good quarterbacks, when you see a guy come in like Lamar Jackson, everybody's stunned. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But NFL defenses, NFL coaches, they know how to scheme against that stuff. And so it – you know, the tide shifts one direction or the other. You see Lamar struggling a bit more this year. Kyler Murray, in the first seven games, was only blitzed on 17% of his dropbacks. Okay. During that stretch, the Cardinals went 5-2. and two. Uh-huh. Over the last three games, or excuse me, over the last four games, the Cardinals are 1-3. and three. Lost two in a row, won one before that, lost their previous game um, against the Dolphins. One and three over the last four games. Over that time, they they have been blitzed. Kyler Murray has been blitzed on forty one percent of his dropbacks. Yeah. What do you think Kyler is going to do to adjust to that? Do you think Cliff Kingsbury can do anything, or is this you know we've kind of hit a, a a wall in the learning curve here for Kyler Murray? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a bit of a hurdle, but. Mm-hmm. What Kyle, what he's going to learn to do is be like, wait, I have the best receiver in the league on my team, <laughs> and I have one of the best route runners in league history on my team. If they're blitzing me, that means somebody is out of. <laughs> there's some type of coverage that is being that I can exploit here. I think that's interesting because Kyler is so used to, or at least at the beginning, was so used to just running around, yeah, and you know having four or five guys chasing him down. That's fine. Now he needs to trust himself to get rid of the ball quicker. Yeah. Which normally, at the beginning of the season, it's like, bro, hold on to that thing. You're going to be fine. Yeah. Now he needs to learn to get rid of the ball. Yeah, and they're they're coming after him. Okay. You, make him pay. Make him pay. You have you have DeAndre Hopkins. Right. It's a it's a <laughs> ultimate ace card. It is the most. He is the most booster pack card just <laughs> nice. ultimate souped up, <laughs> souped up player you're gonna ever get so take your time he's gonna take his time back there in the in the pocket trust the o-line a little bit more and he'll be fine he'll be fine uh i think the meme that was floating around and kyler murray gave some credence to it after that uh hail murray against <laughs> yeah. buffalo said uh bleep it hop down there somewhere yeah, it's just, it's just like just just close your eyes, chuck it up. That That's dude's gonna get the ball. One hundred percent. What I if I wish you would have been in the room when I was telling my dad because my dad was like, "It's over." I said, "That's DeAndre Hopkins." Right. It's like, and it's not it's over. It's never until it hits over. Zero. He could throw. He throw it up. You have the best player on the team. Who cares? Right. <laughs> um, let's keep it rolling. Giants Seahawks. Yeah, I'm, technically this qualifies as a football game, but. Yeah. I do not have interest in it like a football game. Giants so. have started to look a little bit better, though. They're a team they that's have. you know found their footing throughout the year. They are, uh, I guess, tied for first. Kind of. I actually think they hold the tiebreaker over Washington. We have to stop 
calling anything in the NFC East first. <laughs> right. You're automatically in second place. Yeah. There's a, there is – we don't rank the NFC East one through four. We rank the NFC East two through five. It goes or zero, perhaps three through seven. It goes zero, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I, wish, I wish Saquon had been healthy this year. Me too. I'd have been curious to see how that would have aided in Daniel Jones' transition. But I think if you're a Giants fan – it's it's not a very steep incline, but they're on the way up. They are. Slowly and but surely. Daniel Jones, for as much as I love uh, watching him fumble and look like a doofus all over the field, is actually looking like an NFL quarterback at time from time to time. So, the, like you said, the Giants are on their way to being something resembling a okay football team. <laughs> I don't know if you could give a better – name to daniel jones other than doofus Doof- i think He's, doofus is the perfect description when he was him. drafted i was like look at his stupid face and i usually <laughs> <laughs> i usually don't talk about people when they're drafted because it's the happiest moment of a lot of people's right. life but i was like man he looks stupid He's a doofus <laughs> he was just as shocked as everybody else that he was selected that <laughs> <He> high. Was. <laughs> that was the funny part <laughs> <laughs> seahawks should be just fine eagles versus packers I don't want to talk about this game at all. So if you've got something to say, that's fine. I'm ready to move on to the next one. Shout out to Alexander. This will be fun to watch. Jair Alexander is the man. Yeah. He's an Eagles fan. I got to meet Jair Alexander. Really? And we bonded over him being an Eagles fan. And then I was upset when he went to the Packers. I was like, oh, perfect. He's going to be an Eagle. Nope. 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 Uh, let's see. Patriots Chargers. Oh, it's a fun game. This will be a uh, nice Uh if if you want to say that the Patriots should have made a move to go get Justin Herbert and they're looking at what their future could have been, I wouldn't be mad at that. That's an interesting way to put that <laughs> because during the offseason when Cam Newton didn't have a home and before the draft, I said he'd be a perfect fit in L.A. with the Chargers. Yeah? Yeah, they said they wanted a mobile quarterback. They had T-Mobile back there. Cam Newton's like a juiced-up version of Tyrod Taylor. At the end of the day, I think the Chargers made the right decision. Chargers made the right decision. Justin Herbert's real freaking good. He is. He is. I don't know, honestly, how he would have worked out with the Patriots because mm-hmm. they would have turned him into something resembling. A machine. Yeah. Uh, here you go, deep yeah. dunk. He'd have like, been a machine. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, what could have been? Mm-hmm. What could have been another uh, renaissance? And then nobody would be talking about Brady if Justin Herbert comes out slinging, yeah. leading the <laughs> leading the Pats to a nine. Who would he have thrown to? <laughs> At least he's got Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry. You're right. <laughs> Austin Eckler came back. Mike Williams is there. You would think if they That's w- the problem with Cam. Cam's you- thrown into Kill Harry and Damian Bird. <laughs> you would think if they were made that move. In my head, if they make the move to go get Justin Herbert, they actually want to succeed, so they go get somebody. Right. Anything. The Cam Newton thing, there's like, meh. Yeah, well. It's- that's the, that's the exact sound that Bill Belichick made at the signing press yeah. conference. Yeah. You're going to fire me? Right. Come on. <laughs> uh, Sunday night game. We are not going to have to suffer through Kendall Hinton on Sunday night as it looks like some of the quarterbacks have been cleared. I think Drew Locke is going to be active for the Broncos. We've got Broncos. We've got Chiefs. It's a 14-point line. Honestly, I don't care who the Chiefs are playing. I'm tuning in. They're the best team in football. They're the most fun team in football. In the first quarter, with like three and a half minutes left of last week's game, Tyreek Hill mathematically was legitimately on pace for over a thousand yards receiving in a single game. He was. He did not get there, but he mathematically, did. he was on pace for over one thousand yards receiving. Which is just scary, right? <laughs> he made a backflip into the end zone. 
That was one of his. He just stopped. He was so far ahead of everybody else. He stopped, turned around, and did a backflip. <laughs> Touchdown. I don't know what anybody's re- nobody's talking about it, and it's getting to the point where I'm thinking about them as I thought about the Patriots when I was younger. Mm-hmm. They were just out there winning games that nobody knew they were playing, right? And then they pop up in the playoffs, fifteen and one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's sleep. They lost that one game to the Raiders, and because of that. It seems like they're just quietly making their way through the quietly season. Quietly collecting heads of... Kicking people in the face. Yeah, sad in AFC West teams that they're you know, <laughs> hanging up on their locker. So, I, I'd be terrified if I was the Broncos. Brutal. Man. Absolutely brutal. A uh, doubleheader on Monday and a Tuesday night game as well. We'll wait and get to some of those on Monday. But uh, Washington versus Pittsburgh, 5 o'clock on Monday. That may have some effect on whether or not I will be here on Monday, mm-hmm. which is uh, a nice treat for me. That means I can uh, stay up late and have a couple more adult beverages for the Sunday night 820 game for Broncos Chiefs. But then uh, Bills 49ers is the nightcap in the doubleheader. And then Tuesday night, your Cowboys versus the Ravens. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson's still not going to be eligible to play because he actually tested positive. You know, he, he wasn't did. one of these contact tracing yeah. guys. So I think it's going to be Andy Dalton versus, I mean, RG3 got injured again last night. Yeah. Andy Dalton versus Trace McSorley. That sounds like pretty. That, 20, that sounds State like guy? a twenty twenty uh, matchup. Hell, let's throw Ben DiNucci back out there. The Ben what? DiNucci Trace McSorley matchup that yes. we didn't know we wanted. So, uh, so, <laughs> so Jerry Jones can call him the Italian again. Italian. <laughs> yeah. Did he call him the Italian because he forgot his name, or was he trying to give him a cool nickname? I think that Twitter took it as he. I don't know if he ever actually said it, right. but Jerry Jones was just being so dismissive about the fact that Ben DiNucci was a player that he picked to be on his team. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody was like, ah, what's the, get that Italian kid the back, Italian guy, the hairy Italian yeah, guy. Yeah, that's what... <laughs> I Googled Italian football players, and it just gave me a bunch of soccer players. So okay. uh, we're in America, people. Football is spelled differently here. Football. We do not want football. It's spelled differently anyway. Anyway. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm a xenophobe. I can't help it. USA! <laughs> USA! Let's take a break. When we come back, we play bowl game or nah, and a little bit later... More jingleism play- up next. <laughs> Coming up a little bit later, we play Who That Is, a brand new segment here on the Sam Avila Show. Von Casey hanging out here with me this afternoon. Stick around. Who That Is? All right. Welcome back to the Sam Avila Show. If you can hear the music in the background, then you know it is time for the newest game here on the Sam Avalos Show, the sensation that is sweeping the nation. Von Casey hanging out with me here on a Friday afternoon. We are set to play. Who that is? That's right, we are going to play a brand new game here on the show. It is simply called Who That Is. So, Von, I will explain the rules to you very simply here. Yes. Um, what is going to happen is I or you are going to read off to one another. I think we might have been supposed to play bowl game or not in this segment, but uh, I can't remember what I set up first. So just stick around. Bowl game or not coming up a little bit later. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're just playing a couple fun games here this afternoon. But yeah. who that is, the way it's going to work is one of us is going to read one attribute or story or brief description of an athlete or a sports figure, mm-hmm. 
And the game is you have to take that one bit of information and see if you can ascertain who this particular person may be. So uh, the way it's going to work is I will say blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then you will hear the sound. Who that is? 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 And it will be up to you to see if you can guess who that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think that this is something that you can handle? I think so. I think I got it. I got to give a shout out here to uh, the Sacramento Kings, who are actually who I kind of ripped this idea off of because they proposed the question on Twitter. Yesterday, let me see if I can describe it uh, word for word for them because I do want to give them some credit. Did they delete it? Okay, without naming the player, what are they most known for? So we took that and we turned that into the new game on this show, which is, of course, who that is, who that is, who that is, who that is, who that is. Yeah, are you sick of the soundbite yet? Oh no, 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 no. This, this has to it has to go off every time. Who that is? So uh yeah, let's let's jump right into this. I will go first here. Okay. We'll see. I know you said you've got like seven committed to memory. Yeah. I'm gonna need you to come up with three more off the top of your head. Okay. Because we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a competition. Okay. All right, so All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep score over here. Sam versus Vaughn. I will go first. One word and one word only. Okay. Von Casey. I need you to figure out who this player is. Amphibious. Who that is? 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 When I say amphibious to you, who is the player or the sports figure, uh, former athlete, current athlete, when I say amphibious to you? Who that is? Amphibious. Okay, so thought process. Somebody who is comfortable in the water, but is also comfortable on land. But it might have nothing to do with their water, with water or land, and they might look like a frog. So okay, you can, you got you got to give me a guess at some point. I'm thinking, but yes, you've got some time. I got some time. I'm going to go. With just because of the way that their face looks, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger Woods. Let's find out. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? No, you are incorrect, oh, sir. No. You are incorrect, sir. You need to brush up on your North Carolina basketball history. Oh. More specifically, your North Carolina State basketball history. Oh, I Charles Shackelford, a legend Charles at NC State, a That's legend amazing. at NC State, was asked when he was in college if he was right-handed or left-handed. Okay. And Charles Shackelford's response was, right hand or left, it doesn't matter, I'm amphibious. Whoa. I've heard that clip before. Yes. I've heard that clip before. Yes. That's right-handed or left-handed, does not matter, I am amphibious. So, yes, one down. So if you uh, if you are just joining us here on the Sam Avila Show, we are, of course, playing. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Yes. Okay. So that means it's my turn. It is your turn. And I'm going to keep with the theme of hands. Okay. So this player uh, is also amphibious. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but it's not. It wasn't exactly special until somebody pointed it out, which made them violently upset. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Okay. Somebody pointed it out. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for some clues. Okay. Uh, basketball player. Is a basketball player. Current basketball player. Yes. And somebody pointed out to them that they used both hands, and they did not like that. Yes. Really? I feel like... See, there's only a couple... So they got mad at a media member about this? Yes. Russell Westbrook? It was Russell Westbrook. Who that is? Who that is? My thought process was literally... Who is the player in the NBA who's going to get mad at the media? And I was like, well, it's got to be Russell Westbrook. In the interview, apparently he was doing a profile with either the New York Times or Washington Post. And when they pointed out the fact that he was writing with his left hand, it made him upset. And he said, do not add that to your article. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Wow. That is, uh, that is truly special. Okay. So my turn now. It is one to nothing. We are playing Who Dat Is. Mm-hmm. He is not a current NBA player, but he is a recent NBA player. Okay. What is he best known for? I would say that this guy is best known for being the most memeable NBA player of the last decade. Who that is? Who that is? Who not that a current is? player. Who that is? Who that is? The most memeable player of the last decade. The most memeable player of the last decade? Is it J.R. Smith? That is a really good one. <laughs> that is a really good one. There is only one player in NBA history. In fact, you you went with the runner-up, the most memeable player in NFL history or in NBA history. Swaggy P. Nick Young. Swaggy P. Swaggy P. Nick, Nick Young. Young. He's got the missed shot where yeah. he turns around with yeah. his hands up, and then the uh, the confused look with yeah. the question marks. Swaggy Both P. Classics. Swaggy P. That's who that is. Jared Smith was a good one. Jared Smith is up there for for yeah. memeable basketball. Yeah, players. he was. Uh, you know, if we had to make an amphibious memeable guy, it would be yeah. Jared Smith on one hand and Swaggy P on the other. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 pretty, that's pretty close. <laughs> All right, so you are 0 for 2. What do you I'm got next for me? Okay. I got Russell. I can't believe I got the Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that, one, that, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Okay, so for this one. Okay. Despite the fact his character is known to eat, he likes to spit on people. Oh, he's a spitter. His character? Yes. His character? Yes. Is this a wrestler? This is... Or was a football player. Likes to spit on people. So I gave you a riddle. He likes to eat. His character likes to eat, but he is known to spit on people. And Dominican Sue. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Before Who I answer. That Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? And Dominican Sue. And Dominican Sue is a really good one, but the Answer is Adam Pac-Man Jones. Adam Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man. There's the riddle. I love it. So he had about two or three incidents where in nightclubs he spit on somebody during his career. (laughs) 
His whole life is just one big incident. Yeah, it's a, there's a lot going on with Adam Pac-Man right. Jones. <laughs> Everybody else lives a life. Adam Pac-Man Jones lives an incident. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay, I like that one. All right, so I've got, uh, let's see, so you've got two X's. I've got one check and one X. Let's keep it going, playing Who Dad Is here on the Sam Avalos Show. I already love this game. It is, it is coming back. Okay. <laughs> Current NBA basketball player. Okay. What is he best known for? He leaves a path of cancer and destruction everywhere he goes. So, Von Casey, I ask you. Who that is? 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 A path of cancer and destruction yeah. everywhere he goes. Current NBA player. Okay. So, a current NBA player who leaves a path of cancer and destruction everywhere he goes. I assume this person smokes cigarettes. And... <laughs> I didn't make that assumption. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? I don't have a, a very good guess here because the only person I could think of that is truly that destructive doesn't leave a wake of cancer. Cancer industry, not cancer. literal cancer, not literal figurative cancer, cancer. But figurative no. cancer. He's not asbestos. No, no, no. no. <laughs> is the answer? Kyrie Irving. The answer is Kyrie Irving. Who that is? Who that is? Very nice. Yes, Kyrie Irving, indeed, a current NBA player who uh, leaves leads a path of cancer and destruction everywhere he goes. So you got your first correct answer. Yes. We are we are tied up. So what you got next? So this one is another riddle. Okay. And I like the riddles. Yeah. So despite the fact he said he needed a break, he decided. To wrestle. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Rob Gronkowski. That's a very good one. That is a very good one, and it could apply to Rob Gronkowski, but it's not who I'm talking about. Mm, is there a second one? Um, who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No. I got, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. Okay. I, those are my two guys. Okay. I can't. I can't go another one. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rod. Did Dennis Rodman wrestle? Dennis Rodman took a extended break from the Bulls and turned up on uh, Monday Nitro and wrestled with Hulk Hogan and hit somebody over the head with a steel chair. Wow! I did not know that. <laughs> I knew he took a break to hang out in a hotel room and do a copious amounts of blow with Carmen Electra. Yes, but I did not know he also smashed Hulk Hogan uh, with the chair. With the chair. Phrasing. With the chair. <laughs> phrasing. <With the> chair. <laughs> Different kinds of smashing yes. going on in the Hulk Hogan situation and the Carmen Electra situation. Yeah. I Sure. <laughs> Two different. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. I like that one. Wow. It took it. He took a. It was supposed to be a seventy-two hour break, and during that time, uh, they looked. Phil Jackson looked on TV and saw him on Monday Nitro wrestling. Dennis Rodman was yes. up there. All right. Nice. <laughs> I, that is unbelievable. Um, <laughs> okay. This next subject. Okay. Is. Not a current NBA basketball player, but is, in fact, a basketball legend, if you will. He is fortunately still with us today. But what is he best known for? Post-basketball, I'd say, maybe. At least in my eyes. Painfully obvious tweets. Painfully obvious tweets. Painfully obvious tweets. Who that is? 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 
This is a former basketball player. Is this Charles Barkley? That is not who it is. That is a good guess. You're you're in the right line of thinking. In the right line of thinking. I'll take one more. If it's a current basketball player with whose tweets are really, really obvious, or former basketball player whose tweets are really, really obvious, the only person, other person I can think of is the truth, Paul Pierce. That is incorrect, ah. sir. The, those two probably would apply, but it who that is is, in fact, Irvin Magic Johnson. Irvin yeah. Magic Johnson, yeah. who uh, most recent tweet on his timeline is, excellent job by Lakers signing LeBron James to a two-year extension. Um, let's see. Great win for Michigan State basketball. They beat Duke 75-69. Rocket Watts led the team with 20 points. That was the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Magic Johnson, painfully obvious Twitter follow. Um, I encourage you to give him a follow if you have not done so. All right, Vaughn, you are up. We are both still tied. We have only both once correctly who that is. Okay. <laughs> so, this person was a two-sport athlete in high school, somehow made it to the majors, despite the fact they didn't get good the way normal people do. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? So the majors, so this is a baseball player? No, this is a former NBA player. Oh, former NBA player. Former NBA player. Scotty Pippen. Not Scotty Pippen. That's a very good one, though. Mm -hmm. Two-sport athlete. Is it a current player? It is not. It is not a current player. Nah, see, that's going to be hard for me. My my ancient history of NBA knowledge is is lacking. Um, I didn't become a real big NBA fan until like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. <sighs> two-sport athlete. Who was famous in the NBA for being a two-sport athlete? Oh, gosh. What was the other sport? Can I ask that other than basketball? The other sport, this was high school. High school. And this was football. Football. Not a current player. Boris Diaw. Not Boris Diaw. <laughs> I got nothing. You know I love Boris yeah, Diaw. I need Boris to give Dial. him some love today. We needed a random Boris Diaw plug on a Friday I like it, afternoon. I like it. But the answer is Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. You didn't get good the way normal people does. You didn't like Who that is? Who that is? Nice. Allen Iverson. I bet he was an incredible football player. Incredible football player. He was a quarterback. (laughs) I like who that is as a game. It's hard to get the answers. It is hard to get the answers. But that's part of the fun. Yeah. So let's keep it rolling here. Um, So the last or the next one. Okay. This one's going to be tricky. Okay. This one's going to be tricky. This is a solid basketball player. Okay. This is what they're best known for. Current player. Really solid basketball player. That just never got any help at all from his organization. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Very solid basketball. On the East Coast. On the East Coast. I don't want to narrow it down too much more than that. Okay. A very solid basketball player who never got the help from their organization. And they are currently playing today. They are currently playing in the NFL or the NBA today. NBA today. Okay. But I would say if you had to, if I gave you this person's name, one of the first things that would come to mind would be solid, really, really solid player. Never got any help. John Wall? John Wall is a pretty good guess. I was going with... Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Mr. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. That's Kemba another Walker. really, really good Mr. one. Mr. Kemba Walker. Yeah. Never, never got any solid help. All right, so we have... Uh, I'll see. I've done five. You've got to give me one more. We'll be evened up here at five apiece. We'll be halfway through who that is. Okay. 
this man, despite the fact he held no political office, okay, tried to call the president after a touchdown. Tried to call the president after a touchdown. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? I'm assuming that this is not a current player. This is not a current player. I'm between three guys. Okay. I'm going to rattle them all off. Randy Moss, Chad Ocho Cinco, Cinco, Terrell Owens. You got it with T.O. T.O. Who that is? Who that is? The golden era of wide receiver yes. celebrations. All right, let's keep it going here. Um, this this gentleman, if you ask me, what is he best known for? I would say for busting up Tyler Hansborough's face. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who really took it to Tyler Hansborough? Uh, Current NBA player? Mm, he might be at like the end of a bench somewhere, but okay. he's probably been out of the league for two years, if I had to guess. Oh, come on, man. Iconic. You told me yesterday you were the know, Hansborough guy. Who really messed up Tyler Hansborough? The guy, face? I mean, Tyler Hansborough's face is bleeding all over re- the court. I, I gotta tell you, I remember it. I do not remember who it was. I'll narrow it down. It was a Duke player. Oh, Prematurely balding. Oh, um, oh, I'm gonna, it's right on the tip of your it tongue. It is. I can't. I can see his face. I can't remember. I'm going to give you partial credit because okay. I think you know exactly. Yeah. One of my favorite Duke players of all time, Gerald Henderson, the legend. Gerald Henderson. Gerald Henderson. Oh my God, Gerald, the Gerald Henderson Bobcats. I love it. <laughs> I gave you a half point there. Okay. Uh, I think I think they ended up playing together for the Hornets at some point because Hansborough had a had a stint with the Hornets. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. What you got? Okay. <laughs> it's two to one and a half. Two to one Because we half. do half points on the show. <laughs> Despite the fact that their legs gave out on them, they were known for their socks when they were drafted. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Legs gave out on them. Mm-hmm. Known for their socks when they were drafted. Was it their legs that gave out on them or their feet that gave out on them? It's their legs. Their legs specifically. I want to say Greg Oden, but I don't think that's correct. Not Greg Oden. Not Greg Oden. Let me take one more shot at it. Okay. Um, were they drafted in the last 20 years? Yes. And their legs gave out on The only guy I can think about who's broken his leg is Kevin Ware, Louisville guy. Not gave out as in they broke their legs, but okay, okay, they, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they didn't have it anymore in their legs. Did not have it anymore in their legs. Who that is? 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 Oh gosh, I've got absolutely nothing. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge. I have no idea. No, no. RG three. RG three. Wow. I was R- thinking NBA. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Everybody was I in love with RG three socks. Man, when he what were on the socks? I don't remember. He had uh, uh, he would wear a bunch of different socks. He had Superman socks that had the cape on them. Okay, when he was drafted. He was just did, a sock guy. Yeah, they did a whole bunch. They did a whole special about his socks on uh, the uh, NFL Network. Wow, when he was, it was a slow uh, content day, huh? They were. They're struggling for it. <laughs> Nobody right. talked to Russell Wilson that day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna uh, next one. I'm gonna piggyback off of my last one, where it was Gerald Henderson, best known for busting up Tyler Hansborough's face. Yeah, uh, sort of piggybacking off of that one. This player, 
Now, granted, I'm biased. This player is best known for looking like Beaker from the Muppets. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Beaker from the Muppets. The skinny one with the wild hair, the big eyes. Birdman? No, no, no. Remember, we're piggybacking off of of the Gerald Henderson, Tyler Hansborough. Okay, okay, okay. Who's best known for looking like Beaker? Okay, so this could be... This thing is dripping in hints. Remember, we're piggybacking off of the Gerald Henderson, Tyler Hansborough discussion. Okay. Who looks like Beaker? That's what they're best known for. Best known for looking like Beaker. (laughs) That's a funny description of anybody. (laughs) Oh. Cody Zeller? Tyler Hansborough. Tyler Hansborough. I was going to say. (laughs) <laughs> Tyler Hansborough does look like <laughs> Tyler Hansborough looks just like Beaker to me. I always I remember going to games and stuff when he was playing, and you look out in the student section, like people would be holding like fat head cutouts of Beaker. <laughs> and I was like, damn, he does look just like. <laughs> All right, let's see. So the score is still one and a half to two. I am in the lead. Uh, go ahead. What you got? We've got just a couple left. I've got I've got three left. He destroyed a palace. And brought peace. Who that is? 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 Bro, I'm going all over the place here. Ron Artest, aka Meta World Peace, aka the Panda's friend, aka Back to Meta World Peace. Love it. Yes, sir. Yes. That's exactly who it is. Yes, yes. That is that is who that is. <laughs> yes. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. Yes. I uh, my favorite rendition of Ron Artest was Panda Friend. But all right, you know what? I am up three to one and a One half. And a half. Yeah. So I've got three left. Let's do a speed round. I'm going to give you all three of mine. Okay. Um, and we'll call it quits there because who that is turned into a much longer segment, and I am happy about it. <laughs> what this player was most known for, peeing in his pants on the football field. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? This is not a current NFL player, but if you watch a lot of football coverage, you've seen a lot of this guy. No longer works with ESPN. He's at a different network now, I do believe. He has a nickname that is a direct reference to this. Who is the NFL player best known for peeing in his pants on the field? And he may not have just stopped at peeing. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Oh, man. I didn't. I, I got to tell you, I had no idea this, oh, yeah. this story. <laughs> this story. Existed. Former Bronco, Super Bowl champion. John Elway? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Terrell Davis. No, that's a good one, too. Terrell Davis. No, it's hard to run in wet, soggy pee pants. Yeah, I was going to say. No, down the line. Peed his pants. Play- <laughs> that can't be your legacy. This uh, is his legacy. They peed in he his has pants. a current nickname. People call him this because of that, and no, he will g- tell the story. Give me the answer. The I- answer is none other than Stink. Mark Schlereth himself, yes, who, of course, received the nickname because that was his thing, was you got to go, just let it flow. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? All right, so you got two left. Whoa. Uh, You got two left. You could get both of them and win the game. I have just ran out of ink on my pen. That's good. It's always a good feeling when you use a whole pen. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I needed that. (laughs) All right. This player. Best known for sleeping with Matt Barnes's wife. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Oh my! Um, what is he best known for? Um, Lakers fans may disagree, but I believe he is best known for sleeping 
with Matt Barnes' wife. I do remember this situation. I got to remember everybody who was involved. So it was Matt Barnes, is, Matt Barnes' wife, and yes. one other and dude. One other person. Matt Barnes was on the team, or the person was on the, the person was on the team at the time. The person was actually coaching a team at the time. Oh, the gossip. Oh man! Oh god! I can see him. I, if you I gotta know, I know, this. I gotta know. He I gotta, was coaching your team. Wait, 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 wait. You are a co- New York Knicks yes, fan. Yes, he, was, he coaching, was the he was, head coach. He was coaching the Knicks yes, at the time. And, and he was, was sleeping with Matt Barnes, his wife. And I believe this is what his legacy will be, despite the fact that he's like a three- or four-time NBA champion. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> Not I, that you would know personally. I, don't know. <laughs> I know okay. I didn't do it, yeah. so... It's one less, you know, fish in the sea. Yeah. I can't remember the name because I, I'm remembering a completely different situation. Derek Fisher. Derek, Derek Fisher did coach the Knicks. Derek oh Fisher my coached the Knicks. And while he was there, <laughs> he was having an affair with Matt Barnes' wife. Yeah, though, some things in my memory I completely block out because of trauma. <laughs> I forgot that Derek Fisher coached the Knicks. Somebody else slept with Matt Barnes' wife, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And well, I was well. also thinking of Laura Pippen. Ah, Laura Pippen, who I think is uh, messing around with Malik Beasley right now. Hey, man, look. Like, <laughs> shout out Malik Beasley. Is he even still in the league? Uh, Malik Beasley's wife didn't know that that was going on. Oh, is Malik Beasley's, Malik Beasley's married too? <laughs> she was very shocked by the pictures on Instagram. She but, she saw the pictures on Instagram. She was like, there's there's my husband, Malik Beasley. And then that other girl. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? We don't know either. That was... Uh, yeah. That was Laura Pippen. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have one more. You got one more. Um, I don't think I can win. All I don't think ones. you can win, but, but just for uh, just for bleeps and giggles. All right. So we said Mark Schlereth was known for peeing his pants on the football field. Yes. I like to think that this guy was most known for pooping his pants on the basketball court. Oh. Come on. Who that is? Who that is? Who that is? Paul Pierce. Regardless of what you say, Paul Pierce. Yes. I don't care how many times you take it back. You said on national TV that you pooped your pants and then faked like you had a knee injury to make sure nobody saw you so they brought out a wheelchair so you could sit down. He definitely pooped his pants. 100%. So what do you think? First uh, first foray into who that is. I think that was a smashing success. I, I loved it. That was a great time. <laughs> I did too. Sports, <laughs> sports people are wild. I had way too much fun with that. I had one more. Okay, what you got? That I remembered. All right. Since my phone died. Not a champion, but he did sleep with the king's mom. Oh, man. I remember his name. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk off right here. Best known for sleeping with the king, LeBron James's mother. It was none other than Delonte West. Here we go. Walk off home. Delonte West. All right, if you did not get enough of who that is, of course, you can subscribe to the Sam Avalos. Sam Avalos. I can't say my own name right sometimes. The Sam Avalos Show podcast. Who that is will be featured up there, of course. But if you need more fun games in your life, when we come back, we play bowl game or not. Welcome back to the Sam Avalos Show. 
Bon Casey hanging out here with me this afternoon, coming off of a thrilling rendition of Who That Is. Great <laughs> <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed that. It was great. It was a lot of fun in here, at least. You know, <laughs> nobody else enjoyed it. At least we enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, speaking of fun games to play on this show, let's just—I think we set the bar too high with who that is. Okay. But we're going to follow it up with something that I think will be uh, equally fun. So, the bowl season is nearly upon us. The college bowl season is nearly upon us. Bowl projections have begun to roll out. Seeing where your team's going to finish up. Still got a couple weeks of games left. Uh, But the thing that always tickles me about the college bowl season is checking out the new bowl game names. Because the sponsors that they find for these things sometimes are absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They are absurd. They always seem to have some, you know, there's like websites and weird locations and they're named things like the Poinsettia Bowl or the... Gasparilla Bowl or anything crazy like that. Yeah. So in honor of that, Von Casey, we are going to play a game here today that is simply called Bowl Game or Nah. So the way this is going to work is I am going to simply read out to you the name of a college football bowl game. Mm -hmm. What you are going to be tasked to do here is tell me whether or not you believe this is a real bowl game. Now some of these are of bowl games past. Okay. Some of the real ones they're not these are not all the real ones are not all going to be current bowl games that we will have this year, but the real ones all at some point would have been a bowl game. Okay. So you are going to have to simply decide bowl game or not. Nah. I'm ready. I've done no research for this as instructed. And no research. No research and I'm ready. All right. So let's jump right into this. Um I actually wanted to look something up real quick. Uh, <laughs> I stumbled across something yesterday. There is a bowl game called the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Okay. okay. Um, right. And the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl was not actually played in the Bahamas. Where was it played? It was played in uh, a small town called like Elks Lodge in Iowa. I found that in my research. Okay. It has but, there is a it has now since been moved to the Bahamas, but the earliest uh, edition of it it was not even actually played in the Bahamas. Just I just wanted to throw that out. Okay, there. Gotcha. it was called the Bahamas Bowl. It wasn't actually in the Bahamas. Gotcha. Needed to get that out of the way. I made sure I wrote at the bottom of my notes here when I was doing the sheet for this game. I said, "Explain the makers wanted Bahamas Bowl isn't even in the Bahamas." LOL. Yeah, I even uh, wrote LOL to remind myself to laugh there. Ha 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 ha. It's the Maui Invitational of college The Maui-Asheville Invitational yeah. taking place at, uh, at uh, whatever it's called, Haraz Casino in Cherokee, yeah. North Carolina. Yes. All right. <laughs> so so let's just get going right here. Simply put, bowl game or not, you have to decide if this is a real bowl game or if this is a fake made-up bowl game. Okay. Getting it started. The Trans-Perfect Music City Bowl. Okay. The Trans Perfect Music, Music City, City Bowl. Bowl. That sounds like a bowl game. That is a real bowl okay. game. Yes, the Music City Bowl has cycled through several different um, renditions of sponsors, but I thought the most weird one was the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. Okay. 
That's all right. The next one. <laughs> Some of these just make me laugh. The galleryfurniture.com bowl. No, the come on. <laughs> the galleryfurniture.com bowl. What do you what does the trophy look like? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I did not make up the trophy. Can, okay. The galleryfurniture.com bowl. I am hoping that that's not real. I'm going to say that that is not a true bowl game. <laughs> And that nobody is bragging. Get a little closer to that mic for me. <laughs> nobody is showing off their ring from the galleryfurniture.com bowl. The galleryfurniture.com bowl, uh, which was played in 2002, <laughs> which was later renamed to the ev1.net Houston Bowl. Even worse. Yes. Um, the TCU Horn Frogs are definitely showing off their rings that they won over the Texas A&M Aggies. The galleryfurniture.com bowl what? is, in fact... Or was, in fact, a real bowl. 2002, meaning, all right, so this is like peak dot-com era. Yeah. <laughs> and TCU and Texas A&M aren't exactly small schools. Right. All right. Well, shout out to yep, the gallery furniture.com bowl. It sounds like they have some money to throw around. <laughs> all right, the next one here. The Green Big Egg Pasadena Bowl. If you're not familiar with what a green big egg is, it is those big ceramic grills that look like big green eggs. So the big green egg Pasadena Bowl, is this a real bowl game or nah? That's not real. The big green bowl, the big green egg Pasadena Bowl is not a real bowl game. Yes, sir, you are correct. All right. The big green egg. (laughs) Some measure of sanity has been restored. All right, the next one. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl a real bowl game? A I'm, real college football bowl game or not? I'm going to say for the sake of memes, yes. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is indeed, yes, a real <laughs> yes. bowl game. Yes, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl was, in fact, uh, I think is, in fact, a current bowl. I know the Sun Bowl actually got canceled this year. But when was the last time? Why did they? Why didn't they just name it the Frosted Flakes Bowl? I guess, they, you know, branding. They wanted Tony to get a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Tony Bowl actually sounds, like, respectable. Uh, but the Tony the Tiger Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl sounds nuts. That was uh, SMU versus Oregon last year. Oregon took down SMU. The Tony <laughs> the Tiger Sun Bowl. Good for Oregon. Shout out. <laughs> Does that mean Herbert was? Justin Herbert Her- playing Herbert the Tony played- the Tiger Bowl last God, year. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. He actually might have sat that out. I would have, too. Yeah, yeah, I probably would have, too. Name alone. I probably would have, too. All right, next one. We're playing bowl game or nah here on the Sam Avila Show. Von Casey here with me this afternoon. The Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl. That's the, real. The Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl is a real That's bowl real. game. Yeah, the, <laughs> that sounds real. <laughs> the, the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl is, in fact, a real bowl game. There's, okay, so the sad thing here is there's potential because you could just call it the Duke Bowl or the, the Mayo Bowl, honestly – as corny as it would be, would at least have some charm. But the Duke's mayonnaise. Well, they actually just call it the Duke's Mayo Bowl. But for Still. for these purposes, I thought it would have been funny to give Dukes their full their full, their full title, Duke's yeah. Mayonnaise. The Mayo Bowl sounds wild, disgusting, and like it would hurt your stomach. Yeah. At least it would be funny. But the Duke's Mayonnaise Bowl sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Are you a uh, are you a Duke's guy? Are you a Hellman's guy? Are you a Miracle Whip guy? I'm a Hellman's guy. Hellman's guy. Yeah. I was a Hellman's guy growing up, and then 
I had to buy my own groceries. Mm. And so now I'm a generic mayonnaise guy, and you can't tell me it tastes any different. But you know what? I'm saving like 49 cents a bottle of mayonnaise. Huh? <laughs> or a jar of mayonnaise. I don't know if anybody wants to buy a bottle of mayonnaise. Generic mayonnaise bowl would honestly be a good <laughs> Generic <one>. mayonnaise <laughs> bowl. I like that. I would like that. I would like to play in the generic mayonnaise bowl. Yes, the Duke's Mayo Bowl is indeed Think a about real how bowl many game. yards Matthew Stafford would put up in the generic mayonnaise bowl. <laughs> generic mayonnaise bowl. <laughs> um, all right, let's do this one. The salad bowl is the <laughs> no, it's not. Is the <laughs> come, on, come on, man? It can't be. Is the salad bowl <laughs> a real bowl game? <sighs> okay, just thinking of how bad network execs are and how terrible, like they just as marketers, somehow they got in these positions. I'm going to say at some point in time, somebody did try to play in the salad bowl. So yes. In 1950, (laughs) there was a college football game played at Montgomery Stadium in Phoenix, Arizona, between Arizona State and Xavier. Look at that. Yes, the Salad Bowl was indeed a real bowl game back in the day. (laughs) Look at the 50s. Look at at what people used to be doing. (laughs) Look at what what the greatest generation was doing. (laughs) All right. They were bored after World War II. Hey, just playing in the South. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Is this bowl game or not? Nah? Okay. The Please Visit Florida Tangerine Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, please let this one actually be real. <laughs> Is the Please Visit Florida Tangerine Bowl a real bowl game? Do I go Is that a bowl game the, that has ever existed? Do I want to go with the memes or do I want to go... I'm going with the memes because memes don't steer me wrong. This exists. This was a real game. Yes. This was a, a the visit yes. Florida Tangerine Bowl. Yes. Yes. Wow. This is a real game. You're too good at this. Please. You are too good at, this. at the beginning. <laughs> no, I added the please. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounded funnier. I slightly doctored some of these. Okay. Visit the Florida. Visit the Florida. <laughs> it's still bad, but I really wish it said please. All right. The Southern Comfort Eggnog Bowl. Was the Southern Comfort Eggnog Bowl a real bowl game? Now, remember, these all take place around Christmas time, too. Yeah, so I guess that do. was the marketing strategy there. The Southern Comfort Eggnog Bowl. Bowl game or nah? Hmm. If this would have taken place, it would probably taken place before any type of legal uh, legislation on driving drunk so i'm going to say yes this did exist and i'm going to give a decade the 80s you are incorrect oh, sir the exist? southern comfort eggnog bowl does not exist oh. that is a figment of my own imagination oh. yes <laughs> but if it did it would exist in the 80s yes <laughs> Deion sanders would have played in the southern comfort eggnog bowl. <laughs> the southern comfort southern comfort eggnog bowl all right next one here the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. The Battle Frog. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. The Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. Is that a real bowl game or is this a made up Sam Avalis bowl game? So the thing about this, I'm going to say this is real. And here's my reasoning because people just use words from other languages. Because literally what that means is Battle Frog Party Bowl. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that exists. The Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. Yes, indeed. It was the sponsor of the 2016 Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. So that was uh, the Battle Frog Party. Ohio Bowl. State and somebody. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, real bowl game or not? The Royal Horticultural Society Bowl. <laughs> yes. I need no other reason. The Royal Horticultural Society it Bowl. It exists. It does not exist. No, no, I made that one up. <laughs> I needed it for the memes. If if they can have the Battle Frog Party, I thought that was just as logical. <laughs> the Royal Horticultural Society Bowl. All right. <laughs> that was not a real one. That All was right. a point for me. So it is uh, – I'm giving everyone you get right a point to you and everyone you get wrong a point to me. So it's six to three. Okay. Was this a real bowl? The Chewable Tums Bowl. <laughs> the Chewable – Tums Bowl is the Chewable Tums Bowl. Okay, a real life bowl game. For the sake of the memes, I'm going to go with yes. That was a real game. Yeah, that is a real. No, it was not actually. No, excuse no. me. That's in the fake column. I read that wrong. Oh, the Chewable Tums Bowl does not exist. Wow. Yeah, that was you faked uh, me out. Uh, yeah, I got like you. Like Chewable Tums. Yeah, Chewable Tums. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Chewable Tums Bowl. Okay. Uh, does is not a real thing. That is a figment of my ana- imagination. The Carphone Warehouse Bowl. <laughs> the Carphone Warehouse Bowl. The memes Do you remember Carphones? Were you old enough to no, ever be in was, a car that had a Carphone? I was not See, I'm old just enough. old enough to remember my parents having Carphones back in the day. Somebody probably took me in a car that had a Carphone. Right. But I was not conscious. And this was like, like, if there's any kids listening, this was pre, like, you have a car phone now because your Bluetooth and your iPhone. No, they're talking about the car. literal bricks they used to carry around like, that they put in their car. I'm saying size. like you could look down. My dad used to have an old Suburban where like an emergency brake would be in a car nowadays. <laughs> there was a phone there, like a landline just chilling. Look at what, just look at what people were doing. <laughs> where the emergency brake is. <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> Put the phone there. Just look at people. All right, All right, so was the car phone warehouse ball, was that a real ball game? Memes have only let me wrong once. Yes. That was not a real oh ball game. God. Yes, the car phone warehouse ball. Uh, I just looked up long company names, and there used to be a company called the car, car phone, phone warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, warehouse is now just still full of car phones. Okay. The micronpc.com ball. The MicronPC.com Bowl. Yes. That was a real bowl yeah. game. Yes. This was, uh, I remember it specifically because it was NC State versus the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Wow. Back in the day. Highlight, highlight of some of those men's <laughs> careers. <laughs> All right. It is seven to five. We're playing bowl game or nah here on the Sam Avila Show here on a Friday afternoon. The Raytheon Fort Wayne Freedom Bowl. Fam. The Raytheon. So this took place in 2002 or 2003. Which one? The Raytheon Fort Wayne Freedom Bowl. Is this a real ball game or not? If this was played, I'm giving either 2002 or 2003 or late 2001. Raytheon Fort Wayne Freedom Bowl. This was played in 2002. This was not a real game. I knew you would get a kick out of that one. This was not a real game. I was only thinking, like, because... Y'all started calling French fries Freedom Fries. I was like, <laughs> I was like, somebody out there, Raytheon, Raytheon sponsoring. I'm, I'm thinking of the graphics that would show up on the, on the. Oh my! The, <laughs> it's like a nuke coming in. Yeah, like 
That's a that was a bomb of a pass. Do you get it? You get it? Like, yeah, I get it. Oh my! Running a shotgun offense. Yes. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, guys, maybe enough with the puns, huh? They should have Bill Walton commentate commentate the radio. Bowl. All right. Was this a real ball game? Ball game or not? The Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. What? The Cherubundi <laughs> Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Okay. I've been on a streak of just saying yes because, honestly, all of them sound believable. The Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. I believe that this happened. This was a real game. Yes. yes. The Cherubundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. What a mouthful. Was indeed... A real game. That's just enough level of ridiculous. I can't believe you got salad bowl earlier. There was a that, legitimately a salad bowl. I. It just sounds like something somebody would come up with. <laughs> what should we call it? Uh, salad bowl. Salad bowl. <laughs> got like, <'em>. Nice. <laughs> I told you they they, they were bored. <laughs> like was it Jim Gaffigan that does a great bit about hot pockets? He's like, how do you think they came up with that name? They're like passing it out of a conference room. So anybody got an idea for a jingle? Uh, yeah, hot pockets. Genius. <laughs> All right, bowl game or not here, you have a one-point lead over me. Yeah. All right, is this a bowl game or did I make this up? The Russet Crinkle Cut Bowl. The Russet Crinkle Cut Russet Crinkle Cut Bowl. Okay. No. The Russet Crinkle Cut Bowl. Are you sure? Is this your final answer? That's my final answer. It is not a bowl game. I made it up. I will direct your attention to that box in the corner. When I was doing this, when I was doing this prep yesterday, there is a box in here that is like an old potato chip bag, and it says Russet's Thin Crinkle Cut. And I was like, perfect. Use your surroundings for inspiration, yeah, people. I didn't even see that. That was good. That was really good. The Q-Tips New Orleans Bowl. Yes. Bowl game or not? 100% a real That is incorrect. That is not a real bowl game. I came up with that one. I was hoping that was just one of those things that was just off the top. Had to be real. The Blackwater Pinkerton Bowl. You're messing with me. The what? The Blackwater Pinkerton Bowl? The Blackwater Pinkerton Bowl. Is that a bowl game or not? This sounds like a CIA black site. The Blackwater Pinkerton. It might be. The Blackwater Pinkerton Bowl. Okay. Uh... That's a real thing. That is not a real thing. Oh, thank God. The Blackwater Pinkerton Bowl. I thought you would get that. That is a direct reference to the video game Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, my God, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just knew it sounded familiar. I've been playing that in my spare time right oh, now, man. and I like played it the night before I did this. The, I knew it sounded familiar. The Blackwater Pinkerton Bowl. That's good. We were all tied up. This is closer than I thought it would okay. be. Okay. Let's see here. The Gotham Bowl. With something, the Gotham Bowl. Would they? Would they really just? What are you even sponsoring, Gotham? The Go- Gotham City, the Gotham Bowl. No, the Gotham Bowl is a real football game. Wow, the Gotham Bowl was indeed a real wow. life football game. They just sponsored the city, the city of Gotham. Was just sponsor? I guess. Okay, <laughs> great, beautiful. <laughs> All right, the next one. We got a couple more. The Duck Commander Independence Bowl. <laughs> the Duck Commander yeah. Independence Bowl. So this Bowl. was before the rise of SEC football. <laughs> Duck and Commander. Yes, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. Yeah. The Duck Commander Bowl. Uh, actually, not even that long ago. It was uh, the 2014 Independence Bowl. It was those guys, um, 
what the heck was that show called? Doug Dynasty. Doug Dynasty. Yeah, it was those those guys decided to sponsor a bowl game that year. Wow. That TV money will hook you up. Right. What a world. Yeah. yeah. Duck Commander Independence Bowl. All right. The next one. The Leaf Erickson Bowl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Leaf Erickson Bowl. Leaf Erickson, the man, the Viking who came to the States first. Leaf that Erickson is- Bowl. The Leaf Erickson Bowl. Yes, it's real. <laughs> it is not real. <laughs> If the if the guys from the my logic was if the guys from Duck Dynasty can host one, I'm sure there's a Leaf Erickson Society out there somewhere that was like, sure, why not? <laughs> no, but shout out to SpongeBob SquarePants uh, who Leaf always Air- celebrates October 9th, which is Leaf Happy Air- Leaf Erickson Day. Yeah, Dinga Dinga Dinga. The Toll Road Travel Plaza Bowl, bowl game or not? The Toll Road Travel Plaza. Bowl. Yes. That is incorrect. No? <laughs> that is not correct. But if you just take 95 one direction or the other, you're going to hit a toll road toll. travel plaza somewhere. <laughs> Look at the things that are real. Yeah. <laughs> salad. Not much better. <laughs> not much better. The salad bowl. Yeah, the salad bowl was a real thing. The Micron PC bowl was a real thing. <laughs> How about the Poulon Weed Eater? What did I write? The Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl. Why did I always go to Independence Bowl? <laughs> The Pull-On Weed Eater Independence That can't be real. That is a real thing. That is, like, very recent. How recent? Um, It might actually be the current sponsor. Let's see. Pull-On Weed Eater Bowl. Disgraceful. The Pull-On Weed Eater Bowl, um, 1990 to 1997. Why? That is a real thing. Seven years. You've gotten three in a row wrong. Yeah. I've got a 13 to 10 lead. Okay. How many more do I have left? Uh, I don't know until I feel like stopping. Okay. I did a lot of prep on this I'm one. Ready I was for having it. fun. <laughs> Speaking with the lawn care theme. Okay. The Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. <sighs> the Bad okay. Boy Mowers Bowl. No. That's not a That is correct. You can go play yeah. down in St. Petersburg, Florida right now for the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. This is a real thing. What a world. How about the Magic Jack Bowl? Yes. That is a real thing. That yeah. is what the Bad Boys Mowers Bowl was before <laughs> it was the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. It wow. was the Magic Jack Bowl. That. Yes. How about the Bitcoin Bowl? No. It is correct. That was a real bowl game. The Bitcoin Bowl was after the Magic Jack Bowl, before the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, how would, they do some weird things down in St. Petersburg. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. How would you? How would you? I guess you could do crypto. Com, that's weird. Okay, all right. I'm just trying to figure out how Bit, Bitcoin itself paid for that sponsorship. <laughs> the Dragon Ball Legends Freedom Bowl cannot be the Dragon Ball Legends. Freedom Considering Bowl. Dragon Ball Legends came out not too long ago, I'm going to say no. <laughs> not a bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that can't be real. <laughs> the Mrs. Buttersworth Bowl. That what I, I, I would believe is real. That is not correct. Really? It is not correct. Out of everything, I would have believed that one was real. <laughs> the Westside.com Bowl. Westside.com. Westside.com. Okay. The Westside.com Bowl. Uh, so. Yes. No, that is not a real bowl game. <laughs> Again, I would have believed that one was real. <laughs> I wonder where westside.com would take me. 
I don't think you're going to like the results of what you're going to get. <laughs> it might be dangerous. Westside.com. Oh, no, it's actually like a, a clothing company. Oh, see, they could sponsor it. That would make sense. What about Eastside.com? <laughs> what would Eastside.com get you? There'd probably be a clothing company, too. <laughs> Let's see. Eastside.com. Westside.com looks like they've got some comfortable holiday sleepwear. Hey, we, we, we get sponsorship from Westside.com. Christmas. The, an Eastside Christmas. This is for everyone. This looks like a self-help site. Oh, well. If you need help or clothes, go to Westside and Eastside.com, respectively. Eastside.com is a church. Oh. And it takes you to Eastside Christian Church. Well, there you go. Clothes or Jesus, one of the two, you can go to Eastside and Westside.com. Trying to figure out. They are located in Anaheim, California. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so Westside.com. But regardless, Westside.com was not a real bowl game. The Iron Mountain Grit Bowl. That sounds real. It's fake. <laughs> that just sounds so – that one, out of all of the ones that you said, even the real ones, that sounds like – I did a good job. You did a pretty good I did job. a good job. That one sounds really real. Let's see. What do I have left? I think we've about gotten through most of them. Um, that sounds like a Big Ten How about the Popeye's Bahamas Bowl? I want to say no, that's not real, but that's probably real. It is a real thing? Yeah. The Popeye's Bahamas Bowl. Uh, fun fact, this one's played in the Bahamas. Oh. Another fun fact – there is not a Popeye's located in the Bahamas. I wouldn't think so. Why would you? Yeah. No Popeye's in the Bahamas. <laughs> Good for Popeye's. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do... Uh, That's targeted marketing. Let's do one or two more so we uh, maybe don't lose all of our audience. <laughs> the Lowry Salt Holiday Seasoning Bowl. Yes. That is not a real thing. I just want it to be real. I just want it to be real. Some of these, some of these uh, Lowry's... Cut the check, because I could check, 100% Lowry's. get y'all a game. <laughs> the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Yes. Yes, that is a that real is one. Real. That is a real one. All right, the last one. The Popcorn Bowl. Did I already say the Popcorn Bowl? You did not say the Popcorn the Bowl. The Popcorn Bowl. We had the Salad Bowl earlier. Had the Salad Bowl. We had the Mrs. Buttersworth Bowl. That was incorrect. That was incorrect. So to break the tie, I'm going to say yes, there is a Popcorn Bowl. There is not a Popcorn Bowl. I was thinking uh, uh, <laughs> Or uh, Redenbacher had it, or something, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Oh, uh, let's see it's the uh, the couple of the real ones that I have left out: the Konica Minolta Bowl, okay, um, the Mazda Bowl, the I said GalleryFurniture.com yes. Bowl, yeah, and the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, and the Cheez It Bowl. <laughs> the cheese bowl, bowl, those are all real things. Cheese bowl, I might have got. Cheese bowl was a real thing. So uh, as the college football season begins to wind down, fingers crossed all of your teams out there, and I really hope that you end up in either the Raytheon, Fort Wayne, Freedom Bowl, <laughs> or perhaps the Blackwater, Pinkerton Bowl for yeah. all you Red Dead Redemption fans out oh, there. Oh, man. <laughs> that was fun. Out of all of them, if the Raytheon one was real, I would have been like, that <laughs> makes total sense. I lost my mind. <laughs> All right, well, that was Bowl Game or Nah. Von Casey, you've been great this week, man. Really appreciate your help, sir. Yes, sir. If you need more Von Casey in your life, head him over to Twitter. Head over to Twitter at Vonk252. That's V-O-N-K-252. Good Twitter follow. I do my best. Sometimes. Sometimes. I do Sometimes. My, I do my best. <laughs> Check them out on Twitter. As always, you can subscribe to the Sam Avila Show on the Sam Avila Show podcast, wherever you get your podcast. We come back and we close it down here on a Friday afternoon next. As always, if you missed any of the Sam Avila Show today, any day all week long, you can always subscribe 
Please subscribe, actually. I will ask nicely. I am here hat in hand saying please subscribe to the Sam Avila Show podcast wherever you may get your podcasts. Apple iTunes, Pandora, Spotify. You don't even have to listen. If you just like go and you hit subscribe, it'll start downloading automatically. And that would be a huge help to me. Uh, I would really appreciate that. So again, anywhere you find your podcast, you can get the Sam Avila Show podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the games we played this afternoon. Uh, I really enjoyed, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed who that is. <laughs> the soundbite may have gotten obnoxious, but uh, I think who that is is going to make a pretty steady appearance uh, on this show going forward. Big thanks to Von Casey for hanging out this week. Big thanks to Chase Carroll for stopping by yesterday as well, talking a little bit of John Wall, Russell Westbrook traits. If you missed it, again, Sam Avila Show podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Couple things I wanted to get out of the way before we get off the air here. There is a documentary that is on HBO, HBO Max right now um, about the old. I guess he's still he's on the air. He's back on the air now. But some of you older folks may remember Craig Carton, who was a big radio personality for WFAN up in New York for quite some time, and then he went away because he was sent to jail for some unscrupulous. Money dealing, some gambling, and some uh, real shady stuff. Anyways, there's this documentary that's on HBO right now that I'm hoping to watch this weekend. My general manager put me onto it earlier in the week. I guess it's just um, debuted in the past couple weeks or so. But I wanted to play for you. The, the documentary is called Wild Card, if you want to look it up and find it. But as it's kind of grown in notoriety over the past couple of weeks, Craig Carton has been doing a bit of a media circuit, kind of promoting it and talking about uh, you know, what, was, what the documentary is about, what was it like, and kind of reliving some of the, the moments of his past. I will leave it up to you to seek out. If you don't know the story of Craig Carton, seek it out in your own time. The documentary Wild Card, you can find it on HBO and HBO Max right now. I haven't seen it. I plan to watch it this weekend. But I stumbled across this clip. So this clip is from uh, the OMF radio show on WEEI in Boston. So this is uh, an exchange that I'm going to play for you between Christian Faria, who is the host of the OMF radio show, and Craig Carton, who was doing an appearance on the show. (laughs) And Christian Faria was asking him about his time in prison. And when (laughs) when he's asking him about this, he leans towards asking him about one of the questions that many of us may ask our friends if they were to spend an extended amount of time in prison. Hey, were you allowed any conjugal visits while you were in there? Um, (laughs) Maybe a personal question, but I think a a fun question for a radio show nonetheless. Needless to say, the exchange got a little bit heated. So here is the audio. This is Craig Carton and Christian Faria on the OMF radio show, courtesy of WEEI in Boston. Take a listen. I was in prison for over a year, and the experience is life-altering. I guess I'm the only person who's intrigued by uh, prison life. Not that I ever <laughs> want to go there. But, uh, I mean, so, because you were married, and you talk about your talk about your wife, Kim, and your four kids, and mm-hmm. how great she was, and how she supported you, and how you're just, like, how family life became more important. But are you allowed conjugal visits? Is that is that a thing? Uh, were you joking or no? No, I, I don't know. Are you allowed conjugal visits? The answer is no. And no, to, no you, know, you, could, you, you could do anything you want to try to make light of my going to prison 
And I'm not trying I mean, to make light make, of it at all. You're making a jackass make, yourself, How am I frankly? making light of it? You know like, full well there are make, conjugal visits How am I making so light of it? Because you know full well. I'm asking you a question. If you have conjugal you know, visits. And I answer the question. The answer is no. You okay, know, the answer is well, no. You know full well Congratulations, you answered the question. What about, you want right? a medal for answering the question? Stop. I'm not making light of it at all. What's the purpose of this? Stop. It's a, I don't know what the purpose yourself. is. I'm well, not, I don't know. You, I asked hey, you a silly question. You asked, I, you you're asked me, you're right. making it all it was serious. A silly question. Like I asked you if like you were sold for a pack of smokes. Stop. <laughs> I'm not, you guys asked me to come on, right? What was the we purpose did. of asking we me did. to come on? Well, it wasn't. We it, it wasn't. It wasn't to attack you. But right. if you're going to turn it into that, no, I, we I, can I, easily go that way. I, I think right. we have a, we have questions, uh, Craig, and some of them obviously can be a little bit sensitive. So. Yeah, a little bit sensitive to say the least. When you when you ask a guy if he was at any point sold for a pack of smokes, like if he himself was sold for a pack of smokes, the conjugal visit thing I understand. But when you ask somebody, were you sold for a pack of smokes? That uh, I can understand why. Why, excuse me, why Craig Carton may be a little bit testy in that situation. Ah, bad joke. No pun intended, <laughs> but I did want to share that with you guys. But if you want to check out the documentary, uh, I'm going to try to watch it this weekend. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. It's called Wild Card. You can check it on. Check it out on HBO and HBO Max. Got some good uh, sports coming your way this weekend. I think we get underway, I believe. I believe that Duke is in action this evening. Let me double-check this right here. Yes, we've got Duke taking on Bellarmine tonight. Um, so my recommendation is you just go ahead and skip that game. But some basket that's uh, that's basketball, by the way. Duke basketball taking on Bellarmine tonight. But tomorrow, NC State, after getting a win over uh, University of Massachusetts at Lowell, the Wolfpack playing really good basketball in the early going of the season. Taking on the three and O UConn Huskies tomorrow. That's a noon tip. You can catch it on ESPNU, ESPN Greenville listeners. We will have it for you right here as NC State continues to play up in uh, what they have deemed as Bubbleville at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. Uh, NC State, the only team around here that we care about in action tomorrow. Actually, no, I take that back. East Carolina taking on Radford. ECU 2-0 to start the season. Looking to improve to 3-0 and tomorrow. It's been a while, I would think, since ECU started 3-0 and in basketball. Looking to do that tomorrow. Big game for the Pirates, by the way, coming up on Monday. Taking on UNCW. Uh, UNCW versus ECU, Monday Night Basketball. That's going to be a fun one that uh, a lot of us are going to be looking forward to. Carolina not going to be in action this weekend. Carolina's next basketball game will not come until, gosh, Tuesday of next week. But that's when we get the ACC Big Ten Challenge underway. And the Carolina Tar Heels, after the loss to Texas, are going to have to be taken on the number 3-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes. So big matchup, looming large. (laughs) Excuse me. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, big, big matchup. <laughs> Shout out to uh, who's that guy? That defensive tackle. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Um, Quinnen Williams. Shout out to Quinnen Williams of the Jets. Uh, famous for blessing himself in an interview after a sneeze. But Carolina taking on Iowa on Tuesday. That should be a lot of fun. Basketball this weekend. We got NC State versus Georgia Tech. That's a four o'clock game on ACC Network tomorrow. NC State a six and a half point favorite, looking to finish the year. Eight and three. God bless you. Thank you. Second sneeze. They always comes in twos, right? Except when they don't. And then except when they come in threes. Carolina tomorrow in football taking on Western Carolina. Noon kick, ACC Network. 
the line in this game. I, okay, if close your eyes. I got another sneeze coming. They come in three sometimes, I'm telling you. Close your eyes. Carolina versus Western Carolina. What do you imagine the Vegas line to be? I was asked this question last night. I said 36 and a half. I was short by about two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. The line in that game tomorrow is UNC by 49 and a half points. 49 and a half points. Honestly, it doesn't even seem fair. Not just because it's Carolina versus Western Carolina and two drastically different football programs. Western Carolina has only played two football games this season. Two football games this season. <laughs> okay, now granted, they've all come in just the last couple of weeks, but their first game was not until November 14th. Their second game was November 21st. They've been beaten. Uh, they lost 58-14 to to Liberty and 49-17 to to Eastern Kentucky. I never thought I'd say I think a team has a chance to cover a 49.5-point spread, but I think UNC may just do that. Uh, elsewhere in the ACC, any games we care about this weekend? I guess Duke-Miami tomorrow night. That's the nightcap on ACC Network. Duke struggling 2-7 and seven this season. Miami looking to close out the schedule strong. we got the Miami versus Carolina matchup looming down on us next week, which should be a big one, even though the way the schedules have been moved around. Notre Dame is already slotted into the ACC championship game, which is a whole other issue that we will get to next week. So I think that's going to do us uh, here today. Again, I hope you enjoyed commercial-free, all-brand-new Sam Avila show this afternoon. Guys, we'll be back here on Monday. Be safe. Have fun this weekend. I'll see you 4 o'clock, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 252 ESPN Radio.